Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Rangers Women's Supporters Group podcast. This week I'm just joined by Graham because Alan and Car are away on their jollies for a wee change. So it's just me and Graham. How are you doing, Graham? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Laura? Ah, no bad. We won the day, so happy days. The men won, the women won. The, the Sundays didn't get much better. So we'll crack right on with it. We'll start with the international break. We've obviously just had an international break just now. Uh, we had what was it, seven or eight players away to the, with the international camp, so it was quite a yeah, few players cool. away. Obviously, Scotland had a couple of games against Holland, which didn't turn out too great. A 4-0 loss and then a 1-0 loss. We had minutes for Nick Dock and Kirsty McLean in both games. Rachel McLaughlin got some minutes in the first game, but no minutes for Chelsea, Kirsty Howard or Cathy Hill. Cathy Hill still waiting on this first international call-up. What did you think of the games, uh, Graham? Did you see much of them? Uh, I saw the, the 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 home leg. I didn't see the away leg, but um, for what I saw, I thought, you know, Holland obviously deserved the win, but I, th- I don't know. It was a bit more closer than obviously the the other game in Holland. Um, I don't know why Cathy's not getting a call up, uh, especially getting into the form. You know, getting into that game in particular with the block of games we've had. She's been phenomenal and. Yeah, I just don't understand. Same with Kirsty Howitt. Kirsty Howitt's been, you know, banging in the goals if you're talking about up to that point. And you're thinking, if I was a manager of Scotland, those two players would be in my team sheet straight away. But I don't know, what's your thoughts on that, Laura? Uh, it's a weird one. I think with Pedro, he seems to just have, like, his favourites that he's picking. And as we see last season with Malky, that does not always work out in your favour. So it's a shame that Cathy is still waiting, but she seems to have picked up a wee bit of a knock now, so maybe that was reason behind, obviously, she was there in the squad for the home game. But she could have came on and probably showed up the defence a bit better in the game across in Holland, but it will come eventually. She seems to be quite happy that she's in amongst the camp, so it's just a matter of her pushing her way in and getting a place in there. As for Kirsten Howe, she probably could have came on and scored, because... Martha Thomas just wasn't getting any kind of service or that, but Kirsty's the kind of player that will go and get the ball and then do something with it. So I think she could have made a difference as well. But even like, say, um, the other players that got called up, like Amy Gallagher, that they're not getting time, Chelsea Cornet not getting time. Like, it needs to kind of start putting these players that are a bit younger in and kind of the old guard will kind of move on a wee bit because we're going to this. Potentially, we're not going to qualify for another tournament, but it's the same players that are failing time after time, really. So, disappointing, but it's one of these things. a little bit of a... There is a little bit of a strange thing with Scotland, and I don't know how people feel, but I saw in the news the other day that there is a chance Scotland could qualify for the Paris 2024 Olympics. Um, but we need... I hate to say it, but we need uh, England to beat us. <laughs> Obviously, England to top that group. That's the only way it's we're going to. It's just a crazy scenario. You've got Team GB in the Olympics, but through some technicality, Scotland could actually qualify for Paris twenty twenty four. But but England have to top that group. How do you feel about? How do you feel about that? Well, we gave them a game, so it's 
whatever happens in that kind of game at Hampton, because anybody's guess really, but I would, I would rather we just went and beat them because we want to beat them and we need to get points on the board than thinking too far ahead and that kind of thing. But even if it was a Team GB, how many realistically players, how many Scotland players are going to be in a Team GB, really? Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the tech, there's a technicality that Talk Sport were brought up the other day, and I don't think even they know. Um, but there's, there's somebody seen it, and that there is a there is a loop that how how we're going to have a Team GB and a Scotland team potentially in the Olympics next year is is crazy. Actually, when you think about it, it's a weird, it's a weird one. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so then, Megan Bell played. Hungry, they played twice, obviously, with Northern Ireland. Their first game, I think it was, was a 3-2 loss. She came on as a sub. And then the second game, they got a 1-1 draw, she played 59 minutes. So, good to see Megan racking up the minutes. She always does quite well for Northern Ireland, but good to see her getting some game time when she's not playing as much for us today. No, absolutely. And we know what Megan can do in her day, and, you know... I, I get that it's that our team is very competitive at the moment, which is brilliant. But yeah, it's great when Megan's getting time because you want her to keep keep that up so that when she's called upon and she comes into the team, she's going to deliver. She always delivers it anyway, let's be honest. But you know, she is a player that, you know, Joe have her reasons, but I don't know why she's not in the team every week. But then again, you have got <laughs> the whole the whole team. I don't know how Joe does it every week. You know, last year we could predict the team, as you guys have said in previous pods, that you could you knew the team before you turned up to the stadium, whereas now you don't know. So it's quite good to have that as well. But, yeah, it's, the whole team's brilliant, so I don't know where... But you don't want them not to have minutes at all. So it's great that Megan is getting these minutes outside of Rangers as well. And I'm sure the management team will be appreciating that as well. Yeah, definitely. It keeps her ticking over. The weirdest one uh, the international break was Rachel Rowe, called up for Wales, but was nowhere to be seen in either of the two games and seemed to get sent back up the road. But then she came on today and played for us, so what's what's going on there? I know, I don't think it, you'll, only Rachel and the management team will know, you know, maybe, uh, but I, I think we're all just scratching our heads thinking, right, maybe she'd have been a goal you know, after Hamilton or something, because she was phenomenal in that game. You're thinking, right, keep her fresh for Hibs and Celtic that were coming up at the time. But then she never even showed, showed up in the kind of Celtic game either. And, well, I can't remember the Hibs, but, you know, um, and then she got called up for internationals. You think, no, oh, good, she's back. She's, you know, fit, fit or whatever. But then, as you say, get sent back up the road to Glasgow after being called up. So there must be something there that we, that, no, that we don't know about, that's not been communicated about. I don't know, but what, what, what do you think about that one, Laura? <laughs> there must be a niggle or something that she's just they're kind of watching because, well, today she came on maybe, was it 20, 25 minutes or something? So, which we'll touch, obviously come to later, but she came on and she was like diving into everything that day, so they can't be protecting her too much. But it's just bizarre that she went got called up, went down. They were obviously maybe they were just like we actually didn't need you, so you can just go away again. But it's just very very bizarre. But hey ho, she's back with us, and she was she obviously as we say playing the day. So hopefully she kind of continues that. 
Next, we had the under 19s away as well. So there was Jodie was away, Mia was away, Summer Laird was away, Mason Clark, Jenna Ferguson, and Ailey Austin. Unfortunately, they lost all three of their games. Kayla Jardin did get a couple of goals, but I think that's them moved down a league or something. I think they've been relegated a league so for their next qualifying. So disappointing, but it's going to be a learning curve for them all being still so young, um, obviously. But disappointing, but it's just going to be one of these things, eh? see how they bounce back. It's a learning experience. I, th- I think you're right. I think that's is that the A group, and then they go down to the B group. I think it is something like that. And then if they qualify, and go back up to the A group. So maybe having that experience in the A group um, against the, I'm assuming the better teams, then going back to the B group. Hopefully they'll squish that and go straight back up to the A group with more experience behind them for the next time. You know, it's the, it's a good learning curve. I, nobody likes to be beat. Let's be honest, but. If you're going to play against these top teams, then, you know, like us in the Champions League last year, look at all the players that got experience. So it's a, it's a good good learning curve for them, especially at 19 year old, or 19 and low, sorry, under 19s. Yeah, and it's all players like obviously Jody, Mia um, are playing for us regularly. Jenna's playing for Partick. Ely's kind of on the fringes. Mason Clark's doing. Well, at Hamilton, she got another player of the match today for them. So it's a good team, but as you say, it's just a case of they're coming up against teams that are a wee bit better than them now. So like that was, it was a 6-2 loss, a 2-0 and then a 2-1. So they were coming back into it, but too little too late. But as you say, it's just going to be one of these like learning experiences and they just need to bounce back and it's, going to be a good learning curve for when they move up to the A-team, because then, look, the A-team's also having these, these kind of experiences, so if they can build up for the younger age groups, it's only going to stand them in good stead for when they push through into the, the A-team. I think is it one of the things I think was discussed a few months ago was um, in the media in general, was it not that there's why there are no like, 23s in the women's setup? I think like, there why is They've got a couple of months ago, maybe. That's just very, very new, but they have got one. I think they've only had maybe a couple of games, so it's still very new, but there is that step up that they can eventually make, which is good. That's good, because I thought 19 to the 18 is quite a bit of a jump, you know. It's quite a good into the deep deep end kind of thing when you can go up to 23 and up, so I'm I'm glad to hear that's, that's... there. Yeah, it's like it's also some good for them to kind of push through, like get as you say, get experience in the twenty threes before they make that jump. Unless you're Kirsty McLean and you just stream straight through and <laughs> straight into the team and smash it. So That's we'll true. go on to today's game. Uh, obviously we're back at home, which feels like forever. We were been at Broadwood, but we're back, and we're playing Spartans teams. Lineup for today was Fife and Goals, Colson, Medag, Doherty, McLeary, Cornet, McLean, Bans, He, Hardy, and Hewitt. What did you think of that team when you seen it? Yeah, it was quite a balanced team. Good to see like Tess back playing for the start and things like that. But yeah, even Libby getting a start as well. So it was quite a good balanced team, given players who have been in international duty arrest as well, because. 
you know, it, given a good mix. But yeah, I was quite surprised that some players were not playing. Um, but then you put it down to, you know, balancing that load of international duty versus playing, you know, domestically, especially quick turnarounds being Tuesday or Wednesday nights and things like that. But yeah, quite a good balanced team, to be fair. What, what, what about yourself? Yeah, I think the biggest surprise was obviously Rachel McLaughlin was the one that kind of jumped out as being like, she's no starting, especially when she hadn't played at Hampton on Tuesday. Um, obviously, we weren't sure if Cathy was going to be playing or not, but obviously she's still got that knock. So Tess back in centre-back shows that we're still a bit light in that kind of centre-back area. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think it was kind of what we were expecting for the team. So, yeah, it was just a matter of see how it goes. And obviously, like, Libby Bands and that are going to have been working and training during the week. So it's probably not as surprising that they were starting because they probably worked on whatever Joe's messages were during the week. So, yeah, obviously the game kicked off and it was quite scrappy. We seemed to take quite a while to settle into it. Did have a couple of chances, but it was just just seemed like we weren't clicking. There was something missing today that we've been, you know, the last couple of games before the international break felt like everything was coming together and clicking away. But as you say, I mean, full respect to Spartans though, like they are like I know they've had a quite a bad start to the season. We obviously started that um, with the very first game, but they are a decent team and they will frustrate you. Um and it's not really a surprise that it, it wasn't. It wasn't a surprise it was that scrappy because they are. We kept. We, we kind of had games like that last year. I think we had like a two 0 midweek game um, mm. where, where like they've really, really fought, and we just get by. But aye, they're a good team. Um, Spartans on their day, but I the felt you felt like with Spartans they were brilliant defensively, but you just didn't see them getting a goal. Um, whereas we were huffing and puffing and try to break them down, try to just do something, uh, get around them. But they, were, they always had an answer to something we were doing creatively. So respect to Spartans for that, you know, for, for digging deep. Yeah, they're one of the kind of stuffy teams that just kind of sit and just are like come and break us down. And it was kind of, I think we've had it quite easy playing against teams that we've managed to kind of have the rhythm and that, but the international break seemed to come at the wrong time for us, that it just kind of has stopped us in our tracks and we're kind of, as if the train was just starting to kind of need oiled and kind of start going again, like obviously after that break. And it's one of the things, I don't know if it's maybe something, it's more of a topic for maybe the, the an international level, but have maybe been international games, like say the UEFA Nation League, if you could allocate a month, say, the end of the season or December or something, where you just say, right, have all the six games during that one month and just dedicate that purely for those six Nation League games. Because as you say, it's not just like interrupting the flow as well. It's also, in fact, one manager, Emma Hayes, had recently said that she said that then the, you get a higher percentage of players who go away in at national duty come back injured as opposed to domestically, because domestically you're looking after your players daily and things like that. But in international camps, it seems to be a common theme. So if you can kind of eliminate all that, eliminate disruption, injuries, things like that, and you say right, here's a month. I don't know if that's a, if that would be an option, but as you say, it's not just us. There'll be other teams feeling the exact same, or 
players coming back for international who were on fire now they've got injuries because they were playing. Well, I think the perfect example is Cathy Hill. She was on such good form. She's went away with Scotland and then she's not on the team because she's obviously picked up a knock somewhere because I think in training, players are kind of protect each other when it's their own teammates because they know, like, they're obviously not going to hold back. But if they're coming up against players they're like another team, <laughs> no saying that they're, like, flying in and that, but they're not going to be as protective either teammates when it's no like their club teammates if you get what I mean know that I'm saying that Absolutely. like Amy Gallagher that's going out in two foot and Kathy Hiller in him, but you never know anyway <laughs> so then it took 25 minutes sorry I'll love Davidson as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah you never know uh, so then 25 minutes we finally got the breakthrough through Brogan Hay what, can I talk us through that goal a wee bit it's probably worth mentioning as well. It was, it was her 100th appearance today as well. And she got the uh, signed, signed jersey from Joe at the start. That, that was quite nice. Seems to be a new thing that they've done, but it's really good that, obviously, she was saying at the end, she really appreciates the effort they've went to uh, getting like, we personalised things for them in that A. So, obviously, something that Joe's kind of brought up. They, like, so had to kind of do it in England in that A. So, it's good that she's been got that kind of commemorative signed shirt or frame shirt I should say I don't know if she signed it herself but you never know but yeah to the goal talk us through the goal sorry uh, so I, I can't remember who, who passed the ball over to Brogan but um, it came for the right flank doesn't it? it came down the right and then Brogan was kind of in the middle and just I, I don't know how you, how you describe this but it was like a not quite a volley, but you know, like shot in it, kind of went up the top corner of the net. The the goalkeeper had no chance. Basically, it was just it was one of those wow goals, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it just the way she struck it, um, as I said, just went up the top right hand corner and of the of the goal. And uh, the goalkeeper, no goalkeeper in the land was saving that one at all. Yeah, I think the goalkeeper, to be fair, had quite a good game. Made quite a few saves in that, so. She did have quite a good game, but yeah, there was no way she was saving that. I think it came in for maybe a corner. I think it was maybe yeah. Tess or that, maybe it came in for a corner, kind of bobbled, then she just volleyed it home with it. Yep. She, as you say, it kind of marks that special occasion, and then she's obviously had that injury and that as well, so good for her confidence coming back and getting a goal so soon after her being injured as well. No, absolutely, and, and I thought it was a nice touch as well, like, with Joe giving her that, you know, do, doing that commemorative thing at the start as we were saying a minute ago because like that that's stuff you can treasure and say you know and I'm glad as you say she got a goal because like she'll say remember I got that the sign top and then she'll look at it go I scored on my hundredth game I scored in that game. Do you know what I mean? That's pretty pretty special, you know. I'm, I'm glad that she got the first goal in all honesty. You know, and I don't she said herself she didn't even know she was a hundredth game. It was just somebody told her, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, she's been she's been around for that long. I think she's kind of lost track of how many games she's actually played. So, yep, yeah, it was good that good that she marked that with a goal. <clears throat> so we had another kind of few chances. I think we rattled the frame of the goal a couple of times. Kirsty Howe had some chances, but they just didn't seem to be falling their way, which has been unusual considering how prolific we've been in front of goals. No, I know. I think 
would, would they be counting? Was it three or four and end up like with Rio Hardy as well and things? It was just hitting the frame and then going down or hitting the crossbar and things. And I think I think one of them, I can't remember if it was the Rio Hardy one or the Kirsty one, but one of them thought may have just went over, but uh, the referee just was like, nah, no goal, no goal. <laughs> Uh, it kind of came, it hit, hit the crossbar, came back off the goalie. The goalie didn't know where it was, and then it just sneaked it for a corner. <laughs> she was very lucky. She was just probably like, ah, you make saves however you make them, but she never knew anything about that, whatever she says. We're going at, went in at halftime uh, with a 1 0 lead. Uh, and then at halftime, we made some subs. Nick. Bizarrely, which she doesn't usually go off, went off though. Rachel came on, took the captain's armband, and then uh, Lizzie came on for Jodie. So, quite good subs, kind of like for like, but good to see Lizzie getting 45 minutes. Absolutely brilliant, especially off the back of her game when she came back at the Celtic game as well. You know, it, it, she has got those levels and she's going to continue to go higher and higher. Um, it's a shame. Because when she was injured, came back, I think it was May, and then did really well in pre-season and get that knock, you think, oh, yeah, it's a shame. But I know it's good. Hopefully she keeps going and keeps getting minutes because she, she'll be an asset to have in this, that especially, you know, the type that now that we're in, up in the top of the league still, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. She'll be a real asset to have, like, you know, we need somebody creative like Lizzie to do something special. As we've seen... We've seen that, and we, we, she did almost. It was just bad, bad luck today, as you say. It was just one of those days at the office where nothing, you know, we're shooting and we're hitting posts and everything like that, but they weren't going in. Whereas maybe two weeks ago, they were you'd hit them and they'd go in the back of the net. But you know, this could be three points that we say, right? It was a scrappy game. We got there, move on, and hopefully get out of our system, and then away we go to the next one. Yeah, I've got a lot of important games coming up, so we need to just get the points on the board and move on quickly. I think, I don't know if it was surprising for you, were you surprised that Rachel came straight on like for like with Nick? Or were you expecting kind of Michelle to move over and Rachel to take her usual position on the right? I thought Rachel was just going to take her normal position, to be honest with you, but I was kind of surprised um, at that one. But... That's cool, a tactical uh, issue, a tactical thing that, that Joe's, Joe and Jay have decided that it's not, let's just do like for like, you know, which is good because I'm not one to sit and say about what happened last year, but last year it was very like for like, you know, and it's good to see, you know, that's, that's what the game's all about. It's all about trying to do something different and not just stand still. And that's what you want, a tactical battle between the two teams. And it was cooler there and it was good to see we were we were doing something different rather than oh like the team like Spartans are going oh here comes Rachel right she's going to go in there we'll do that it, it, it may have disrupted their thinking as well so yeah I, I don't know what do you think about that yeah uh, I thought she would come on in her usual position but Michelle for to be fair had done quite well on that side so it was maybe just as well leaving her there she was linking up quite well with Rogan as well and then obviously. Rachel came on like quite up well with Lizzie, who she's used to playing with that as well. So it just shows the versatility that the players have got that they can kind of play anywhere along that back line. Whenever Joe and G asked that we play, they can just kind of slot right in there. So it's good that, as you say, it kind of 
the Spartans were like, right, Rachel's coming on, you go and mark her. And then it's like, oh, she's on the other side of the pitch. So it does kind of, it maybe does throw that kind of spanner in the works for them where they're no, obviously they, they're going to plan for one thing and then Joe's kind of like throwing that spanner in the works for them. So uh, it, was, it was good. So then after that, we obviously had another couple of chances hitting the woodwork and that. And then Kirsty Howitt got a, smack in the face for the ball very close range um, close to her obviously so it was like the full kind of force of the ball went down and we were all kind of worried because it looked like a very sore one you could hear the clatter straight away so she did go off but what did you think as soon as that happened like you were kind of just in shock I think I know I think I think the whole stadium went silent. I think even the Spartans bench went silent. Um, it was a it was a fair tackle, in fairness to the the Spartans player. But I, it, it, as you say, it was a thud. It was a thud. You just thought, oh no, that's that's a sore one. It was. It's not just a sore one. That looked something really serious. Um, and as you say, with it, the head, you're starting thinking, right? Oh no, concussion and stuff like that. You, you, you know what I mean? Especially in football, like you, you can't mess about with stuff like that. But it's good to see her getting up, off, and walking and conscious. But uh, even when she was walking, you could tell it was something to do with her eyes or something. I think there were the doctors were looking yeah, at her eyes. Yeah, it looks like that. I think that's going to be very bruised in the morning. To be honest, <laughs> it's looked a very yeah. sore one. So speedy recovery to her. Hopefully, it's no a case of another player needing a mask. But I have jumped ahead. We were actually 2 0 up by that point, so it wasn't as dramatic that one of the strikers was going off. So, 52 minutes after Lizzie coming on, and as we're saying, linking up really well, Tina Corner, lovely and swinging corner, Michelle Colson comes for absolutely nowhere and heads at home. It was like a fish out of water. Do you know, I think that's for the school of Rio Hardy. <laughs> like, that was, that's. <laughs> I think she'd be watching Rio and thinking, I want a piece of that and just copying her. It's, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was, it was, that, like, kind of it was like that kind of Celtic, the goal against Celtic that Rio scored. She just dived for absolutely nowhere and just, she was going to take everything where as well as the players or the ball and everything. It was a brilliant goal. And it's funny that's impact, Rio. Oh, sorry. Nope, sorry, there you go. Sorry, I was going to say, apologies, I was going to say, if that's impact Rio's having already, I mean, that's that's absolutely brilliant, you know, if you're getting players like Michelle saying, you know what, I'm going to have a go at this, why not? That's what, you love to, you know, the, the kind of old school, you like to see a defender scoring like that, you know, because you, know, you, you can't just rely on your strikers all the time. It's brilliant to see just, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And if it, you know, it's it's like when Vic went up for her, her header in the World Cup, you know, she went for it as well. You never know. You could be a hero. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it spreads It spreads the goals across the team as well. There's not that pressure on, like, the strikers. So if the defenders could chip in with goals and that as well, then, as you say, these could be the games that can really, like, these goals could be really important come the end of the season. 100%. Like we were saying um, previously about the Partick Thistle game, when it was a scrappy 1-0, you know, at the end of the day, these are these are the type of games that, as we say, winning ugly. You know, uh, they're going to be hard. You know, but Partick Thistle were on a bit of form themselves. But some we want the league to be competitive. We don't want, you know, we're saying we don't want like fourteen nils all the time like we did last year. You know, you want to be a bit more competitive, but you also want to be comfortable. But at the mm -hmm. same time, 
shows when you're winning even 1-0 or well I know we made it a wee bit comfortable today but it was 2-1 for a good chunk of time it was only towards the end it was 3-1 they're the games that define you as champions towards the end of the season right now it's it, it may just feel like it's three points but these are ones that are probably worth six points if you know what I mean like it might be the difference between winning a title and not because you may get away with a draw against Glasgow City or something like that but these games are the ones that you'll think well I've just got away with that you know and th- these three points could be the difference when you look at the table in May. Yeah, definitely. And also, obviously, Lizzie's been back, only been back for a couple of games, and that's two games that she's got assists in. I think the kind of corners that she swings in have been something we've been missing, now that she's kind of back swinging them in, because we've had a few players like Tess, Kirsty McLean, you know, trying the corners and that, but I don't think they've got that many assists from them. And then Lizzie comes back and she's just, Whips a ball in like she just could just stay it all day, like and that's a, that's another assist that she's got. The kind of same kind of ball in is obviously that she had put in for uh, Rio as well. So that could be the difference as well. Kind of these set pieces for her just whipping balls in like that. No, exactly. And back to her saying, on it's it's you want creative players, you know, like her and Rachel Rowe to come in. And the way the way Lizzie's going, um, I would I would put her in for the try and put her in for more minutes next week against Boromir. No, just disrespect to them. That that would be the perfect game. Say like Lizzie, see how how much time you can get from the start, and and see how you know if, if we're getting forty five minutes now, and we think was it twenty against Celtic. So we we don't want to do too much, but even if we get sixty minutes out of the next game, oh. that's that's improvement. Especially yeah. the. They kind of corners on that against Glasgow City could be the difference in, you know, getting an extra goal or maybe the only goal of the game. So, no, I definitely agree with you. Give us maybe 60 minutes next week and kind of take it from there. So then jumping back to the Kirsty Howitt, she obviously took the blow to the face, so she had to get subbed off. But we're already going to make changes. We're bringing on Megan Bell and Rachel Rowe. So it was then meant, obviously, Kirsty was going to go off and then... Kirsty McLean also got a wee break, which I think she kind of deserves after playing so many minutes in a national break, and then obviously it gave Rachel Rowe minutes on the pitch. No, that, that's uh, it's it's about resting the players as well because we've been saying we didn't want to. You don't want to see players we've talked about in the past, like Mia McCauley. You don't want to burn burn them out either because like they are phenomenal players, but. You know, you need a rest. You know, you can't expect. I know the ideal scenario for every footballer is what to play every single game. Of course, it is. That will always be the case. But in an ideal world, that would be. But you can't. It's just impossible, especially when you've got game after game after game. There's no way you need to rotate the team. You know, I was reading a stat about um, the WSL, and the only team to rotate 22 players this season is Chelsea, Chelsea women. And you're like, well, Joe's actually doing. Joe's doing that up here. She's rotating the team, so and that's what that's what a, it's a team game, isn't it? At the end of the day, hundred percent. Yeah, it's good because we've got that strength and depth as we kind of keep banging on about. But if somebody's not doing their job properly, Joe's not going to be scared to just go right you off. Here's somebody coming on, and then it's about trying to grab that shirt back because then Lizzie's coming on getting assists. Rachel Rowe came on and she was like full throttle going in for everything. I think she. 
I was up there and then doing it the deck a few times because they're trying to win that shirt and kind of get the, get a starting position so that they can then win that shirt and be the one that's getting picked. So, yeah, plenty of competition for places, so it was good. So then they came on. I think, I don't know if they were shook up or whatever way Kirsty Hewitt going off, but there was a back pass for Rachel McLaughlin to Jenna Fife that somehow ended up in the back of the goals. Credited as a Jenna Fife on goal, which I don't think she would particularly want, but just a lapse of concentration, or did you kind of see that coming? I don't think anybody did, because um, the last the, the last I've seen, well, for me personally, was I seen the number 10 for Spartans ran up uh, and think, oh, she's going to just go for it. Rachel takes it off her quite easily and then passes. I saw the pass to Jenna, but then something was happening up where we were and I, I just kind of went, what, what was going on? And even Joe was looking at something. And then I just saw Jenna kind of looking. I saw the ball like with her feet or something. And then it just kind of went back and I saw her putting her top in her face and gloves on her face and I thought that's no went in surely that's because the whole place was just stunned mm. you know it was, it was it was one of those moments because like, I did see Joe looking at something something happened in the middle of the pitch somewhere I don't know maybe an off the ball incident but I, I don't know everybody was looking at that way and even Jenna was looking she was quite out of her box a bit so it, it wasn't this. like <laughs> but it wasn't like Spartans like were going up and they nearly scored that that Rachel comfortably took that off the number ten easily, but it was totally against her on a play. So I think the whole it was almost like would you describe Broadwood just went silent just for that moment of like what has just happened here? Yeah, I think for what I recall, I like Brogan kind of lost it in the middle of the pitch a bit, and I had just turned to you to say, oh, she needs to be a bit stronger there and kind of no lose it in the middle of the park and then I look back up and Jenna's just got like her top over her face as you said I was just like why is the ball just rolling into the net <laughs> it was just a really unfortunate thing I think it's one of the things that can happen though we've seen it goalkeeper blunders like that plenty of times in football she's obviously was really upset at the end but it's one of these things that can happen especially when you are playing with a keeper and that kind of sweeper keeper Roll and kind of passing it back, using them as an option. It's one of these kind of unfortunate things to happen, but it's just very frustrating that that's another goal that we've conceded because it seems like there's only been what maybe one game or something that we've not conceded in. So I think for that kind of aspect, it's really disappointing. I think I can't see her being dropped because I think that would be really unfortunate, but I would think maybe. Vic coming in at least because it's a cup game might be a good idea. <laughs> what do you think? The thing is, uh, Vic deserves to be shot as well. But I, if I, if I could say one thing to Jenna about that, is like you're right. It's absolutely, it's just unfortunate. And as you say, it happens in football. But I don't, don't um, get down about it and just chin up and just go into the next game and. End of the day, we won the game. We got the three points. That's all that matters. I know it's. I know in and I. I know. I know goalkeepers want um, clean sheets. I know teams want clean sheets. But that, as you say, it's just. It's not as if it was deliberate. Do you know what I mean? So, I would just say, look, turn up, forget about it, move on, and and you know, 
it happened. We got the three points and let's just crack on to the next game and we'll rally around you and you know if you need it, but at the end of the day, forget about it. It's it's done. It's, it, <laughs> you know, but I, I wouldn't drop Jenna for the next game just because of that. It, just from a cup side of things, because yeah. you know yourself, if keepers number two is generally if, well, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but like Vic, um, you know, at the moment, going by what we're seeing, seems to be a number two. Um, I don't know why, but like that—that's not my decision. That's Joe's decision. But you've got a player in the cup. That's how it generally works, isn't it? We goalkeepers, whoever's not playing, gets to play in the cup. And well, and if it was if it was the other way about, we'd be saying Jenna playing the cup because Vic's playing in the league. So it's yeah. that you know, from that angle, that's why I would say bring Vic in for that reason, not yeah, because of what happened more, today. Yeah, but we're playing a cup. Uh, league game next week, you would have to kind of keep Jen in because that would just totally shatter our confidence to get dropped. But as you say, it is a cup game, so I think there's that kind of leeway that you can maybe bring Vic in. But if Jenna was in goals, I can totally understand why she would maybe be in goals next week anyway because she looked crushed at the end. Like You would actually think we had lost 3-1, not 1-3-1, just because she was so like Disappointed. I think because she'd done so well against like Celtic game, and she was obviously buzzing like to get back and whatever. Had they played for Scotland, and it was just as simple as we switch off. Ball just kind of went under her foot. Just really unfortunate. There's no, it's no like, I know car bags are about like, oh Jenna, find like she should be dropped, like she shouldn't be playing because like she's always got mistakes in her. But that was just a really unfortunate kind of mistake that happened today. And, I think the majority of folk just were just more stunned that it happened rather than being like, oh, it's Jenna, so it's happened. So, no, she, she's got to keep her head up. Kind of, I'm sure the players will all kind of rally around her and just be like, we move on, we won the game, on to the next game kind of thing. So then we did end up, as you said earlier, we did have a kind of nervy 10 or so minutes after that because it was 2-1 and more like... Hit the, I think we hit the post after, no, quite soon after that. Mm-hmm. Cut quite a few corners, but nothing was coming for them. And I had kind of said to you, like, this is giving me kind of harsh last season vibes. They hit the woodwork so much, but no kind of putting things away. But eventually we did get another goal. Um, Megan Bell scored a lovely work kind of ball between the few players, and then Rio just plays it across the kind of middle of the box and I think it kind of bobbled a wee bit but Megan managed to kind of stick it home and that made it a bit more comfortable for the last few minutes. Uh, it was a it was a brilliant it was a brilliant team goal as well. Um, as you say coming from Rio and um, but Megan just does what Megan does and strikes that ball like you know and, and what we're saying earlier on about her getting minutes. Maybe the internationals helped her as well because like she what I love about Megan is she comes on and she's got that passion and you can see like she's no going she's going to give it I'm not saying it, this isn't the, the case for the rest of the team, just Megan in particular seems to have that fire in her belly and she just she'll do whatever it is and um I and it was no real surprise she scored, but she was you know, because that's what you get from Megan. She'll she'll just go up and she doesn't she doesn't care who's in her way, she'll just get them out of the way and score. Do you know what I mean? And you you have to you have to respect that about her. It's it's a brilliant quality she's got. 
and uh, you know we should really be using them more where we can because like Lizzie that's creativity like Rachel as well there's three creative players right away you can say if you've got them for the no respect to the rest of the teams but your Glasgow City and well Celtic and things like that these are the players that can make a difference between maybe a nil-nil or a one-nil to us that could be the key difference you know rather obviously your strikers are your strikers and they'll always deliver but you need you need creative players without creative players you're not going to get goals from your strikers yeah definitely then we kind of finished up Brogan came off for a well-earned rest Mia came on but I think it was obviously it finished 3-1 but I think it was one of the games that on another day that finishes 5-6-7-1 but today there was just that something they just weren't really quite clicking as well as they had been I would say um, to kind of stick the goals away you know like Rachel Rowe could have came on and could have had a couple of goals Rio Hardy was really unlucky not to score today same with like Kirsty Howe and that it's just Balls just wanted to fall in the way they would usually want them to, to be honest. What did you kind of make it overall? No, that's a fair assessment. Um, but they also credit to Spartans, like I was saying, you know, because they are a team that are not just going to be steamrolled over. And I know in the first game we got away with it 6 1, but to be fair, that was opening game. And, you know, uh, but again, they are one of the teams that are going to just. No, I don't know the word like, annoy you kind of thing. Like frustrate you. That's the word frustrate <laughs> you. <laughs> They're going to frustrate you because they they really are defensively really well organised. They're a very well drilled team. Yeah, okay. I didn't think at any point they were going to score. Even at, like that unfortunate goal, but that that wasn't them. Um, that was just us. Where we, you know, things happen. That's it. But. I didn't see, they don't look like a team that is going to go up and score bucket loads of goals, but you're, they're going to, it's going to, going to be a really, really tight game. And that kind of paved, it panned out that way. I mean, if we played them, I don't know, four, five, six weeks ago, it may have been a different team because they've, they've only just started getting into a rhythm now in the last few games. But yeah, I would say what you said is a fair assessment as well, to be honest with you. Yep, definitely. So, who would you give your player of the match to then? Uh, for me, Brogan Hay. She was brilliant and 100th appearance and scored a goal and I was very creative. What about yourself, Laura? Yeah, that's a good shout. I think there was a few of them. Could, Libby Bands was quite good. Uh, obviously, Megan and Rachel Rowe with the Hay on done really well. But I think I would give it to Michelle Coulson, considering she's no played that much for us. Was played at a position, obviously scored a brilliant goal, um, and she kind of worked tirelessly up and did that. She had a few straight passes at that, but she still no played that much. So she's maybe a bit rusty still, but she kept she kept getting knocked in, but she was getting back up again and just dusted her shell in and just kept going. So for me, I would give it to Michelle Coulson today. She did. I thought she did quite well. So yep. That's, so that's fair. Her, I like the. I like the way she just bulldozed some of the Spartans players down. It must be a Belgian thing. <laughs> uh, there's a few that I think a couple of Spartans players were just up in the air and then just landed and she just kept like running as if, oh well, collateral damage, we'll just keep going. So yeah, I like that a bit. Uh, so yep, that was today's game, finished 3-1. Obviously next week we are back 
uh, at Broadwood again in the cup. Now, what time is it, Graham? Is it two o'clock? Is it four o'clock? Have they changed it? What, is it two o'clock we're going with? <laughs> we'll get a lucky hat. Well, <laughs> the official League Cup people say it's two o'clock, but the sure. stadium announcer at Broadwood said it was four o'clock today. Honestly, just turned up at Broadwood yeah. really early. Meet, see the players going in and just be there just in case. But tickets are on sale, which I think they say two o'clock. Honestly, at this point, they Whoa. keep changing them. I think uh, even two. today's game was supposed to be four, and then it got moved to two. And I, 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 I don't know. Do you go? Do you trust the stadium announcer? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's. I think it, on the website now it's saying two o'clock. So I think the stadium announcers maybe got the wee sheet for the last time before it was updated and changed again or something. But it could get changed this week to four o'clock again. So. so check our social medias, and we'll update it nearer the time with the. 100% what kickoff type is. <laughs> we'll still be doing it on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you like for the team next week? Would you like there's going to be many changes or kind of similar to today? I, I think, uh, personally, I think if, if we're clever about it, we could use this as a kind of, you know, get the younger ones, more younger ones playing. Um, get people who are maybe on the fringes, like uh, uh, players, and also get players like Lizzie Arnott time. Um, players who have maybe Rachel Rose, another one who have come back for injury. This is a perfect platform to get those players minutes on their feet. Um, because with respect to Boromir, I mean, we should really beat them. Uh, and it's a perfect platform too, because the next game after that is we're in league action against Glasgow City away. And that's that's like a blockbuster game. So we kind of need to, if we can use this opportunity to get these players some minutes, we could use them and as maybe substitutes or whatever for Glasgow City. We need everybody or majority of people up and running for that Glasgow City game, you know, because that's that could be a season-defining game. The way the way things are going now, and we're top of the league, and you know things like that. We really need to really get this Glasgow City monkey off our back because when we did it last year we were all over the moon and we're delighted but we've, we've only had one win off them and we need to start getting three points off them and the way Glasgow City drew at Hearts today there's every, there's every opportunity but we need all these players back. What about yourself Laura what would you do? Um, yeah I would make some changes I'd bring I would think Michelle done well enough today that she could move in, rest Cathy again if she's still got this knock, because I'd rather have her back for Glasgow City. Move Michelle in one, put Ailey Austin on, like one of the wings, kind of Nick or Rachel can get like half a game or whatever. Kirsty Howe is potentially going to have that knock. Maybe rest her as well, put Laura Berry in, give her some minutes, and then just kind of switch it kind of switch it up and give kind of share the minutes out with the rest of them obviously as you say bring Rachel Roll back in um Libby or Tess in the middle and then obviously like, give Vic a shot in goals if depend it really depends on Jenna's mindset I think whether she kind of needs that confidence boost to potentially a clean sheet against one of you or not but there's plenty, we've got so, so many options that I think Joe could be sitting 
with a bit of a headache this week, thinking, does she throw the young ones in? Or, kind of, you know, like Elios and that's played with Scotland, being away with Scotland and played that. So it kind of keeps them ticking over that as well to get some minutes for us and just kind of keeps them... As you say, it's a perfect opportunity to kind of give the younger ones a bit more game time. But whether she starts with them or whether she then brings them on and switches it up at half time, obviously remains to be seen. But either or is kind of a good option. It'll be interesting to see that kind of team sheet. As you say, with Glasgow City as well, they're kind of their next league game. But they've also they've got a very interesting cup game because they play Celtic. Is that on the Friday? I think. Friday night, yeah. So they could have the draw today, they could potentially get knocked out the cup and then they've got us, so <laughs> wouldn't want to be them. <laughs> no. But it's certainly it's going to be interesting next weekend, I think. We just need to make sure that we're through, though. We'll see who we get after that. That's it. It's just get your name in the hat and, you know, like I said, the last round, you, you just got to take... To win that cup, you need to beat the best, so... Whoever it is, it's whoever it is. If you get through, and it's the, uh, it, we're still the holders of that cup, so we need to make sure that we keep that cup. We don't want it going anywhere. Yep. Absolutely. So, talking of the young players, we did have obviously we've got a few on loan. Um, Hamilton played Partick, so that made it quite easy for us checking the game. Uh, I think Partick won that three 0 I think that was the play, that was their very first game at Fur Hill, which was quite good for them. So, uh, Jenna and Megan didn't play for them though, um, but obviously they did get a clean sheet, so good for the defenders. That uh, Becca Taylor started, and Mason started for Hamilton, and Mason got player of the match for Hamilton, obviously. So that was quite good, good confidence boost. I think that's the second time Mason's got. Player of the match, so that's good. It's absolutely brilliant. And but you you know, as everybody's been saying about the loan players, that's what you want. If you're getting player of the match and you're coming back with that confidence, then you know that's another one that Joe like next summer could be saying, Oh, I'll 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 instead of you going on loan, I'm gonna keep you and we're gonna do like what I've done with Mia. Look like cause Mia for me is an example of like the young ones coming through, like like um Jody as well actually. But do you know what I mean? The cut like this season, like Mia's just broke through and it the young ones like that like Mason will be going, Oh, I've got a chance rather than I'm just going to bring players, experienced players, you know, from other clubs in. I love the fact that, that this team, that that the this management team are are nurturing the young ones and they're getting a chance in the first team. And it's actually, um, I think somebody was pointing out, if you looked at the Scotland under-19 squad, that quite a majority of that team are obviously for Rangers, but they're actually first-team starters. And when have you ever said that about a Rangers team, that your under-19s are actually... That's how good our youth setup is. It's You know, and it's great that Mason's part of that, and hopefully she'll come back, get a, you know, the way she's going... Joe might even recall it in January the way things are going, you never know. But Yeah, I'm not sure if it was January that they're kind of out until, but as you say, if she's uh, playing against teams, they're obviously not winning Hamilton, but she's putting in these kind of player of the match performances, so there's nothing Joe might just say, actually, you just stay because 
you know, if, well, you never know what an injury situation is going to be like. So she just keeps putting in these performances against SWPL teams as well. So it's it's looking good for her. So yeah, um, Lucy Edmund was on the bench for Queens Park against St Johnson. Similarly, it obviously couldn't play because she's at Spartans and she couldn't play against us. And then Kayla Jardin started versus Aberdeen, and Aberdeen won at the last check that I checked. 5-1, Aberdeen beating Motherwell. Yeah. Surprising. But good to see Kayla getting another start, and obviously she scored a couple of goals for Scotland, so she's really kicking on getting starts. No, it's great because I think that was one we weren't sure is she back, is she not back, you know, back a few months ago. So I'm glad she's finally got a club that she's settled now because she deserves it. And the fact she got two goals with Scotland through the week as well, you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that is absolutely brilliant because I think she's got the potential of what you've seen with me and Jodie, that kind of level. Um, I think she can get there. And I'm pretty confident she will. And, you know, because that all, where is she? Is she on loan? Is she on loan? And I can understand now that we've got players back that you you can kind of see that Joe's thinking, you know what, I'll recall her because her bench was quite light at one point. Mm-hmm. And obviously as October progressed, players were coming back. So for, for Kayla's sake, it's great that she's getting these minutes on a weekly basis rather than just two minutes, uh, five minutes here, ten minutes here. And like we were saying about Mason, come back next summer and who knows who knows it could be a, a first team starter you know with this team ends possible I know and it's also the fact that like somebody could come in for like Mia or for Jodie and that and then we've already got their replacements there and like Mason and mm-hmm. Kayla so having that kind of line of players kind of coming through for the academy's like ready made replacements really hopefully obviously we don't lose Mia and Jodie but you know, there is players that are kind of going to be nipping at their heels to kind of get into the team as the next ones to come through. So it's really, really good. Obviously, Alan's not here to update the score predictor this week, but that will be on the Facebook group at some point. I imagine he's probably working on it the now. Uh, so that kind of wraps up there. Graham, do you want to mention anything? Yeah, I just thought, why not try something new? So... Just for a wee teaser, a wee quiz. Um, what this could be kids, adults, anything like that. But question, question of the day is what is what is Brock? Uh, oops, oops. What is the name of the Rangers mascots? Sorry. <laughs> if you know the answer, uh, put it in the comments below in the YouTube video or in the comments in the Facebook group. It's just a wee bit of fun to see if everybody knows the names of the mascots. It's just a bit of fun, uh, and we'll tell you the answer next week. With a, and we'll have another question. It's just a bit of fun. Perfect. So we'll just leave it at that then, I think. Thank you very much for joining me this evening, Graham. Thank you, Laura. We'll see you next time. <laughs>